Hello, love. Welcome to Floating on a Cloud podcast. It is the feeling you get when you are connected to your divine guidance. Sarah Sparks interviews guests to share their story on how listening to their divine guidance positively changed their life for good. Let's make listening to your divine guidance an everyday occurrence. Hello, love. Welcome back to Floating on a Cloud podcast. As you know, I'm your, I am your host, Sarah Sparks. And today we're talking with Allison Vanderpool. She is a wife, mom, human design specialist, holistic health coach, registered nurse, nurse, and much more. Oh my, let's get all these tongue ties out above and before all of those. She is a soul surrendering to her design and helping others do the same. Welcome, love. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry for my tongue tie. <laughs> I realized as you were reading it, I kind of have some difficult phrases in there. So You're fine. I, I read it even before and I'm still like, blah, blah, blah. All right. My, as I was reading your bio, the first question that popped up and that I, I actually wanted to know is what do you mean by a soul surrendering to her design? So for me, that means that I have a practice um, that just sort of organically grew and happened um, in the last about five years that is really what I call turning in and tuning in. And from that place of doing that, I believe that I was divinely led to a system called human design, which is sort of my tool that I use in my daily life. So I like to say that it, for me, this way of life combines science and spirit. And those are both really, really important to me because I'm a very spiritual person and I'm finding that out more and more every single day. Um, so I have to, I have to know like who and what I'm turning into and tuning into, mm -hmm. uh, which I believe is to be soul. Um, and there are all sorts of things and names that I think are important, but maybe not that important when we talk about God source. Holy Spirit, all of those things. Um, but ultimately that I believe I have a soul within me that is sort of that voice that I listen to. Um, but the science part of that and the design is I really do believe that um, I was shown that human design is a really good system and a really good way of just living daily life to keep me on my path so that I can move forward and, and help others do that as well. So when you say that you are surrendering to it, what do you mean by surrendering to it? So in human design, but in other areas too, and I will say just kind of a brief for, for listeners who don't know what human design is, I won't go into the details right now, but as um, a nurse, I relate to the, and as just a human, I relate to the, the term DNA. We all know we have DNA, even if we don't know what that is, we know it's complicated, but it's sort of like the information that makes up our physical body and makes us who we are. Mm -hmm. I look at our human design as our energetic DNA. So we don't often think about energy. Maybe, maybe you do, and maybe, you know, I think some of us do more than others, but really human design is your energetic DNA. So just like your physical body has information that codes it, human design is like the energetic form, the energetic information that codes the energetic part of your body. Um, so with that, when I say surrender, uh, it's really that practice of turning in and tuning in and shutting off the mind. So human design shows us that we have nine energy centers in the body 
And the mind we usually know is the loudest one. It's the, the conscious part of us that's always telling us what to do, that's always talking, that's always asking questions, that's always doing all of those things. And it does have a place in our lives, but it's really not where we're meant to make decisions from. And so when I say surrendering to my design, I am sinking in to that soul space and, um, and not listening to my mind and not making decisions from that place, but making decisions that are aligned for my body. So that's kind of a really high level of high level way of talking about it and saying it. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, it's trusting and it's surrendering and it's knowing that we don't always know the how, and there's always going to be the fear or, you know, those sorts of things, but tuning that out while I make decisions from that place. Okay. So your design, you would also be referring to as your soul and how your soul is, is, is specifically made. And uh, yes, it gets more complicated than that, but it is. Yes. So when we talk specifically human design, each person is very unique in how they're created and their body's going to speak to them in a certain way. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I use human design to kind of help me help guide me. So like you talked about intuition Mm -hmm. and there is intuition in all of us and there is intuition in human design, but, um, you know, a lot of, some people are made meant to make decisions from that intuitive place. Others are not. And so, um, just like some of us have a gut feeling, we talk, we, you know, you hear about like listening to your intuition or listening to your gut feeling or trusting your gut. Um, and human design actually shows me that neither one of those are true for me and how I should make decisions. Mm-hmm. And each decision is really how we move forward in our day-to-day life and sort of get on and stay on our path. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So share with me a bit about your story. Oh, goodness. We, okay. So I really think it's fun and interesting that we have connected in this way because um, I am an Iowa native like you. I still live in Iowa, unlike you, mm-hmm. uh, but born and raised in Iowa. I definitely have lived other places briefly and have traveled and love to travel, but Iowa is my home. Mm-hmm. Uh, my backyard right now, I'm in a, a city in a suburb, but my backyard is a bean field. Um, I think it's a cornfield this year, but anyway. So Crap rotation, good there, for the soul. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and, and not soul, but soil. I mean, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So that's where I am. Uh, and you know, it's interesting, but always felt a little different. Like always had this knowing that I was a little different. And my, you know, and I think maybe a lot of people can relate to that, but it's just a very strong sense. Um, and so anyway, but normal childhood, you know, two parents, uh, brother and sister on each side of me, one year apart, very normal. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was in eighth grade, when I was 13 years old, um, I, on one Sunday, my life completely changed. So I found out in that, on that Sunday that my family structure that I knew totally unexpectedly was going away. And in that same, because of that, my church family that I knew um, also went away. And so I know you're from a small town. I was from a town of about 1500. Things happened that only you would only hear about or see in a movie. Um, And so with that, I do feel like looking back, the foundation that I knew 
literally just went away overnight. And I can see how moving forward, um, I was able to, you know, still be a normal, quote unquote, normal kid um, and move through, through all the phases of life, you know, successful in, in high school and college and, um, and on beyond, but um, really never, never really dealt with the emotions and everything that came up from that. Um, so I went on to in my 20s, like my 20s to 30s, when everybody's in their prime um, and, you know, friends are getting married and starting to have kids and really in their careers, I was so incredibly lost. Um, I was working. I worked for the same state government for 20 years. Um, so that was my only career, essentially. But there were like, essentially, there was the public part of me and then the private part of me. And those were extremely disconnected. So I was living a very inauthentic life, um, but not really knowing what to do with that. And I think um, that caused a lot of health problems. I ended up having really, really severe health problems. And so while most of my friends were dating and getting married and doing all of these things, I did date some, but I found myself just in massive, massive health crisis. And um, so anyway, um, but went on to marry my now amazing husband and um, ended up having kids later in life and, you know, really found myself where I wanted to be. But um, just it's the universe, God, whatever you want to say has interesting ways of working this out because um, I just listened to your um, YouTube video where you talked about your dream. And I just remember like thinking I needed to do it all on my own, even though I, you know, had a, a a religious foundation, but I remember crying out to God one night and just saying like, what, what is it? What do you want from me? What is, you know, just that plea of desperation of like, what am I not doing right? I'm a good person. Um, you know, what, what more do you want from me? What do you want me to do? I, I just give this all to you. I don't even know at this point. And I met my husband three days later and, um, and I was sitting at home. I, it was very bizarre, but anyway, um, and so that would, I, I, say all along that we have these like surrender stories that you can look back and see like when you surrendered, even if you didn't know how you were surrendering or what you were surrendering to. Um, but really my husband allowed me, gave me the gift of like being loved for who I was and helping me really discover who I was, who I was created to be, who I am and kind of go on that self-discovery journey, mm -hmm. which is what I really actually needed. And so again, went on to become a mom of two littles, was instantly a stepmom of three older children. Um, and so that's when I was still in my regular job, but I started to just kind of have these like side passions. Um, and they, those always involved health. And I think that's because of my journey. And, um, and so it started to, you know, just kind of dabble in those sorts of things. And I'm a passionate learner. I, I say I'm self proclaimed a little bit nerdy by nature. And um, I love, I'm like a serial learner. I love to learn. And so I was kind of running these side businesses. Um, I was in my full-time career, again, 20 years, great, great job, great benefits, great retirement plan. But then COVID hit and I had just started studying human design and really not knowing why, but from the moment I heard about it, it just resonated to my core. And, um, and so had started studying it, the pandemic hit. And on my son's first birthday, we found out that we were going to be working daily indefinitely because I was in a very specialized area of nursing where 
we, it was all hands on deck as, as much as we possibly could. And so did that as long as I could, but realized that I was being called to another surrender. And both my husband and I looked at each other. Um, I was set up that I was the family breadwinner. My husband was kind of a Mr. Mom. Um, and we had no plan, but we knew that I had to choose my family and my health, which I had really fought hard to get, you know, get all of that actually, or my job. And yes, I was passionate about my job and serving people in that way. But the reality was there were a ton of people who could do my job and who wanted my job and people always wanted my job. So I ended up just on a whim, took a leap of faith and quit without a plan. Um, and I thought that was my big surrender. And, you know, the universe had other plans um, because six weeks after that, we had a knock on our door in the middle of December, in the middle of the pandemic, in the middle of Iowa. And Sarah, since you're from Iowa, you know that nobody leaves their house in December in Iowa, let alone during a pandemic. So uh, knock on our door, they wanted to buy our house. And we ended up, long story short, we ended up selling that home. Um, hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. Um, just got settled into a new place after we literally, we were trusting the process so much. We were homeless for a week. We didn't know where we were going, what we were doing and, um, just got settled into a temporary housing situation. And, uh, my, my father unexpectedly passed away. So in the span of eight months, leave my 20 year career, sell the home that we love. And my dad passes away. And, um, but all along because of that practice of what I call turning in and tuning in and living from that place of surrender, even though it was hard, even there have been many, though there have been many tears shed and lots of doubt. I always know when I come back to that, that this is actually the right thing that I am making the right decisions and that it all works out. And so um, we were just talking about foundation and um, we're currently building a new home. And I just posted a picture recently on Facebook of our new foundation. And it didn't hit me until somebody said, oh, look, a new foundation for you guys. And I thought, oh, ha, huh, that's why I had to do all of this. I didn't know the reason and I didn't know the how, but just from living from this place of surrender, it makes complete sense to me um, why I needed to both literally, physically and metaphorically speaking, build that new foundation. And because people often hear my story and go, wait a minute, I don't know if I actually want what you're doing because does that mean I have to, you know, leave my career, sell my home? It doesn't, but it just, that's what I needed to do to sort of heal from that eighth grade trauma and be able to move forward into who I'm stepping in to be. Mm -hmm. Before you shared your story, you said something interesting and I wanted to dive into it, although you're, I don't also want to, I also don't want to like disregard your story by, by going back to it because your story is so impactful and relatable um, and important. So you were mentioning that making decisions from your intuition is not how you should be making decisions based on your design. And through this surrender, it feel like from what you just shared, it's also like you're being guided. So why or how has intuition played a role or been important to you? To you? Um, so I come from a long line, I'm learning this, of female 
strong female women who are healers and nurses and have really strong intuition. And that's something that I think I haven't really been aware of or haven't really trusted. It's not something I've developed. Um, but I think it's absolutely there. It's just not what I use to make my decisions. Mm -hmm. um, because in, in human design, I'm an emotional being. And so I don't actually, according to human design, which is what I follow, um, even though I have maybe some strong intuition, I have the strongest intuitive gate in human design. Um, it's not what I meant to use to make my decision. So being an emotional person, which 51% of the population is, I'm going to go through emotions and I've learned this about myself and I know this about myself. And it's very important for me to listen and feel into those emotions. And for me to make a decision in the moment from intuition or trusting my gut or one of those places that other people truly are meant to do that. Um, I'm not always going to make the right decision for me. And when it comes time to like follow through on that decision, I'm going to wish I didn't make that decision. So it's not that I don't have intuition. It's just when it comes to making decisions, I use the, well, I mean, I can use my, I'm going to use a simple one of like a friend asked you to go to dinner on Friday night. Somebody who has intuition, I would say that when Friday night comes around and they get to the restaurant and they just get a like intuitive hit of like, uh, -uh I'm not supposed to be here. Mm -hmm. Like to me, that's listening to your intuition and you should honor that and leave you don't know what was going to happen, whether it was food poisoning, or you're going to sit by somebody who's going to get you sick or whatever that might be. You have that real strong intuition. Um, but for me, it's more, someone wants me to go to dinner on Friday night. And if I make the decision from an emotional high or emotional low, I'm not going to make the right decision because if I'm just all geared up and I'm emotionally high, I'm going to say, yeah, that sounds great. And then Friday night might roll around and I'm going to be an emotional low and wish I never agree to go to dinner. So it's just a very different, whether it's in the moment decision-making or again, some of the population is supposed to wait to make their decision based on that emotional. So, um, but I would say that I have a ways to go in terms of trusting my intuition. And I do think that that is probably energetically passed down from the female line in my family. And I think that's very common for people. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, my sister-in-law would be sharing with me things such as inherited emotions. So since you are in you know, high emotional being, is that the right way of me saying it yeah. to your design? Um, it would make sense that it would be passed down inherited emotions. I don't know. The word just sounds like it would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the energy and there are emotions attached, attached to energy and you can definitely, but I, I do think as we're talking about intuition um, and those things passed down is I do think that part of what I'm here to do is to sort of tap into that gift that maybe other people didn't fully step into um, in terms of intuition. So, gotcha. so your long line of females who could have potentially tapped into their intuition, they did not. And so you are too, is that what you're saying? I think so. I mean, this is something I'm still, um, just discovering, but I do think that they just didn't maybe have the freedom to do so. Yeah. I think that's why the women in my family were drawn to be healers. Mm -hmm. Um, 
which, you know, wasn't really that common. Um, but my mom is still alive and she is extremely intuitive, but just now at the age of 70, she's always known it, but just really not done anything with it. And I think she's starting to do more with it. And I think it's sort of like, yeah, like breaking the cycle and feeling like that it's really safe to do more with intuition than was probably safe in the past. Yeah, for sure. And trusting that, which is why I think we do hear a lot about intuition and trusting your intuition mm -hmm. and kind of help allowing people, um, because it's not really always a tangible thing, right? I mean, it's rarely a tangible thing. Um, so I think that that's part of the shift that we're feeling is in, you know, really bringing up some of those gifts that we maybe were, I mean, we're talking a long time ago, persecuted for, you know, oppressed, whatever. Um, so yeah. I love it. You also talked about your new foundation. What is your, would you say spiritual foundation, your daily practice? What is your new yeah. foundation in your life? Not just the cement or concrete that right. has been poured. <laughs> Okay, so this is one that is absolutely still literally and figuratively being built. Um, but for me, there's something that I call like the litmus test of the soul. So I think up to this point, I always look to the outside to see, you know, what was safe to believe, what was supposed to be believed, what my condition to be believed, to believe. And that I think I just again, organically started to realize that that doesn't work for me. And that led to this practice of turning in and tuning in. And so no matter what it, no matter what it is, I run it through what I call the litmus test of the soul. I don't know where that came from or why I say that, but for me, it just makes sense that there's really nobody outside of me that has power over me in terms of my, well, just the way I live, but spiritually. So it's a daily practice that I have. Um, I mean, I spend, you don't have to do this, but to get where I, I am, I, I spent hours. I mean, I would wake up at four in the morning and be in this, I have a sauna, a home sauna for three hours, um, meditating, worshiping, reading, doing whatever I wanted to do, singing, um, whatever felt right in the moment uh, to really get to this place. And it's been a journey. I will say that. Not everybody is as affected maybe by that conditioning. But for me, I think just because of the experience that I went through at a young age, and that's a very impressionable age. And, um, you know, I'll be completely honest. There was harsh judgment. There was being ostracized. There was, you know, there were letters to the editor published in the newspaper. There were petitions. I mean, we're talking crazy stuff. Um, and so in order for me to rebuild that, it took a lot of inner work. And I love, honestly, one of my favorite things that I just realized about myself now is how naive I was when it came to that stuff, because all along, I have known very little about sort of the spiritual world that I now know about. Um, but I was just sort of drawn to certain things and practices and then running those own through, running those through my own litmus test of the soul and knowing whether or not those were true for me. And in doing so, I've built this really strong foundation that, again, as much as I love and respect others, there's not really a person out there that's going to be able to um, tear down that foundation, you know, at this point in my life, I don't think so. Do you have 
two tips that you could share with us on for for the listener for me to build our own foundation i have my own so i shouldn't include but whatever yeah <laughs> for us to build our own foundation. yeah so i would even encourage people don't even i mean you can hear what i have to say and you they can hear what you have to say and some people need some help and some guidance but at the end of the day i really truly believe that your truth comes from within so my tip is my first tip is to turn in and tune in and my second tip is to listen because that's not something we're very good at and if you do take the time to turn in and tune in and you do take the time to listen you will find your answers i truly believe that mm-hmm. how do we connect with you um so the best place to just find me in general is um i'm on social media at surrender story and then if you're intrigued by anything related to human design or working with me specifically, um, chart.guidedlifebydesign is where you can actually just check out human design. You can run your own energetic chart. Um, actually, we'll do that for you. But, um, and you can just see, it's, you know, we talked about, it's a tool, it's a system. Um, and, you know, as a nurse and as a coach, I've literally been exposed to hundreds of tools. And there's a reason that this one spoke to me and that this system speaks to me. And I do believe that there are people out there that need this and that will benefit from it. Um, But at the end of the day, it's still about surrendered for me. It's still about turning into your design. So if that's something that speaks to your listeners, absolutely check us out at surrender story and at chart.guidedlifebydesign.com. All right, awesome. So connect with Allison, reach out to her. If you have any questions, if you're interested, work with her. Um, yes, thank you so much for your wisdom and time and energy today. I appreciate it so much. And I feel like um, our listeners have gotten great value from our conversation. So thank you, Sarah. Yes. See y'all soon. Thank you for tuning into this episode. For more information about the guest and how to listen to your divine guidance, please click on the episode description. So much love to you. See you soon.